15 minutes ago, the world changed. Companies are microchipping their workers. Robots are hiring humans. And brain-to-brain -brain communication is a thing. This is all happening now. If you want to know what happens next, listen to the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you'd like to make an impact, join us. If you're here to really make an impact, if you're really here to make your mark, if you're really there to, to do something, to really have a value and have a purpose, if you want to just impact the holy bejesus out of everything that moves, join our company. Or so says like every other EVP and employer branding message ever, right? I mean, I haven't done a complete survey. I haven't, you know, done the complete and total uh, wraparound of every, every brand. But I would say statistically at least a third, if not a total half of all employer, real employer brand uh, EVP architectures with the pillars and all that stuff have some call to action, some connection to the concept of making an impact. Uh, there's a slide that I use in my day job in which I list, you know, which we show all these other companies and they all say variations on join us to make an impact. And these are all big companies. And you can't, if you, if you cover the logo up, you would not be able to, in your life, pick which companies are saying which things, except they're all saying the same thing. And for a while I was like, oh, is that just like one of those employer blanding things where we just ran out of things to say and we said, make an impact? Uh, or is that one of those things where we said, well, the data says that this whole Gen Y millennial, these tiny little young, young and weirdos, they just want to make an impact. They just want purpose. Yeah, maybe. And then I did some deeper thinking and I think I came up with something else. I think there's another thing going on here that makes the whole concept of making an impact complicated. I'm not going to say it's moot. I'm not saying you shouldn't talk about it, but I think we need to unpack why everybody seems to be leaning on this idea of making an impact and what you potentially could be saying instead when we get back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the world's most caffeinated employer brand podcast. I'm your host, James Ellis. And I've been doing employer brand for years now, and I absolutely love the industry. I love how it's growing. I love how it's changing. And I've tried to do my part to elevate the concept, to get everybody to understand the power employer brand can have in hiring, attracting, and retaining talent. So we try to really focus on driving home the idea that this is a calling and a craft. It's a lot of getting your hands dirty, but it's also a lot of big strategic thinking. And that's where we kind of live, that kind of uh, Venn diagram, the intersection between those the big ideas and the getting the details right. So we talk a lot about employer brand and how to do it right and how to think about it and how to look at your problems in a whole new way. Ready to rock? One, two, three, let's go. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Uh, housekeeping, going to be at RecruitCon in Nashville in a few weeks. Going to be doing a thing with Hired in Austin on November 20th. And I think there's a thing coming up in Seattle or LA, LA with Hired. So uh, if you are in Seattle or LA, say something and I will, uh, I'll let you know what the detail is. If you're in Austin, ping me too. I'll, I'll send you the, the, the link to, to register. It's a free thing. You should show up. Um, got some cool stuff to show. Anyway, let's talk about, yep, by the other things, just housekeeping stuff. Uh, so I do this newsletter every week. It's For some of you, it's how you know I have a new episode of the podcast coming out. For some of you, you just use normal technology and it just bloop, shows up on your, on your phone. Cool. Good for you. Me too. I do that same too thing too. Um, 
But if you get the newsletter, you get the whole kind of like, here are the headlines in the industry, and here's some good articles that are worth reading, and here's why I disagree with some of them sometimes. I like to get argumentative. Have you noticed? You've met me. Uh, feel free to subscribe. Just go to employerbrand.news. It should be right there. Feel free to tell people about it. It's really, it's designed to be a way to help everybody keep kind of sharp on the idea. At the same time, I had this thought, and actually it's not me. Somebody else had this thought. Uh, what if I just read it and turned it into a separate podcast or kind of a secondary podcast? And I'm like, as if the world doesn't get enough of my voice as it is. So I'm putting out to the world, if that's a thing you think I should do and you'd subscribe to it and you'd listen to it, let me know. I can. I mean, it's an easy thing for me to do to just kind of review the week's headlines and you know put the links in the show notes so you can kind of get to them if you want to. Uh, but if that's not really useful to you, I get it. I understand. Uh, let me know. Put just kind of informal voting. Yay, I would love that. Or hell no, don't ever speak ever again any more than you absolutely have to. Either answer is right. Anyway, let's talk about making an impact. You know, um, these are the sound effects I have. I don't have a complicated sound mach effect machine. I don't have a producer who comes in later and goes, or whatever. Uh, so, it, or rather, is as close as I get. Uh, my daughter thinks that's hilarious. Anyway, making an impact. So, the thing that I struggle with and the concept of making an impact is, of course, as human beings, we want to make an impact in our jobs, right? We want to show up and not just be wastes of space. We don't want to be cogs that could be easily replaceable that, um, you know, you, you, you think of those jobs from the 50s and 60s, the man in the gray flannel suit, um, you know, the organization man, the, the idea that you are just a cog in a machine, that you never realize the impact your work has, whether you have it or not. Whether you're just doing it for some sort of due diligence compliance thing of a bobber that you're just doing it to do it, or you think back to Office Space, right, the movie, where you're the guy who later breaks his legs and makes the jump to conclusions, Matt, where you literally take the specs from one team to the other and that's your job. At no point did that guy think, I'm really making an impact. And so on some level, we look at those people and, and pity them, right? We go, oh man, you're not even making an impact. You're just kind of filling space. Uh, and sometimes we look at certain industries that way, government, nonprofits sometimes, right? That's not fair always. Um, my voice got really high there and I'm cognizant of it. Thank you. But it's, it's, you know, you want, everybody wants to make an impact, even if it's just locally, even if they just want to make somebody's life a little better or somebody, they want to know that they, their existence matters, right? It's that human need to know that if I'm going to go through this pain of being born and learning some skills and learning how to not look like an idiot everywhere I go, I mean, dress myself and, uh, you know, interact with other human beings at a fairly base level and uh, that all this pain and, and heartbreak and, and sadness and fear has been for something, that I've, I've done something, I contributed something, right? Uh, not to get all existential and frankly your uh, base philosophy and or religion may fill you with all the purpose you need in the world and good for you, that is not my world. In which case, I don't know why you're listening to me. Anyway... <laughs> And this is this. And by the way, to a different person, this is where I turned this podcast into a cult. But I'm not going to do that to you. Anyway, everybody likes to know that they matter, that they make an impact. Um, you know, they want to know that they have a value. And it's not just you check a box. And I use that pe as pejoratively as, as as any human being can use the concept of checking a box. But then we take a step back and we realize, and we go back to old Uncle Seth Godin's uh, concept of what a business is. A business is not a legal uh, organizational structure by which um, human beings collect and sell services and are protected by legal shields and therefore collect profits, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what a business is for. I mean, that's what a business is, but it's not what it's for. 
if you're thinking a business is there to make money, that's a very narrow view of what a business is and really what any organization is. But truly, when you take a couple steps back, the purpose of a business is to make an impact in the world, to make a change, to, to see a problem and want to solve that problem. And I don't care if you're inventing the squatty potty uh, or you're going to go to space. It doesn't matter. You invent, you built that business. You put your blood, sweat, tears, and all sorts of whatnot into this business. You've got other people to join you, to help you, to do the parts of the job and the business that you don't like to do or you can't do. So you can focus on the things you are good at, et cetera, et cetera. We do it for a purpose. Even if we're there to sell widgets, even if they're, we're there to detail your car, e- whatever it is, you know, I, I use the Squatty Potty as what has to be one of the goofiest inventions and or businesses in the world that is still somehow making a lot of money. Um, and you can blame my mom. She has one of those. Anyway, I think that's a focus group right there. Anyway, the business exists to make a change. It makes an impact. The reason why Amazon was there is because it saw a need. It saw, gosh, I go to the bookstore and there's only about 5,000 books at the bookstore and they're only the most top obvious books and they're the best bestsellers. What if I want something fairly obscure? And I remember that was my process when I went first bought something on Amazon in 1995, six, something like that. Maybe seven, I don't know. It's been a long time. Amazon's been around for a while, folks. You know that, right? But it was a book that another book that I loved had referenced, and I was like, I can't find this book. And I didn't want to deal with a bookstore and having to order it and having to wait four weeks for it to show up. Uh, But when Amazon came out, I went and typed it in and went, oh, that book exists. And oh, it's a reasonable price. And here's a credit card. Boom. Let's see what we got. And the book was fine. Um, But it was there to serve a purpose. It was like everybody wants these books. Everybody wants this information. And in a kind of a long tail content economy where of the 100,000 books that may be in print at any given time, only 5,000 are profitable. Only 5,000 Uh, are in demand enough that we can afford to put them on shelves and have people buy them. Whereas if you put something farther down the end of the tail and it sits on the shelf for a year before someone goes, oh yeah, I was looking for this, it's taking up valuable counter and or shelf space. So therefore they focus on the top. And if you have an infinite bookstore as kind of the beginning of an Amazon kind of idea, you're solving the problem of every book is available all the time. You just have to wait three or four days for it to show up by mail before they got into the whole prime aspect. Uh, IBM wanted to serve digital or, uh, data services to businesses. Uh, Squatty Potty wanted you, you know, to, to for you to go to the bathroom easier. I guess is their pitch. Uh, they saw a problem. They wanted to solve a problem. And isn't that ultimately what the concept of making an impact is? It's about solving a problem. So we go back a step or two and we say, look. How can you build an EVP, an employer value proposition, something that is both true and authentic and different on the concept of what a business exists for in the first place? If you can say you make an impact, please point to the business in which it is not there to make an impact. Please point to the governmental agency, the nonprofit, the sporting organization, the for-profit business, the startup, the global uh, multinational. They're all there to change something, to fix something, to make an impact. Every single one of them is there to make an impact. So how can you say, join our company where you'll make an impact? Uh-huh. Now, this is obviously a reaction to that old school thinking that, you know, we're not hiring people just to kind of throw bodies at them and you're, you're undifferentiated. I get that. I kind of get where that's coming from. And of course, we've reinforced that with some of that semi-anecdotal survey data or really small, you know, uh, number survey data that says, oh, we asked all these millennials and what they want to do is make an impact. Why? Well, it turns out when you're 22, what you want to do is change the world. 
I wanted to change the world when I was 22 and I'm a Gen Xer. Uh, you wanted to change the world when you were 22 and you were a millennial or a Gen Xer or maybe even a Gen Z for some reason. My father, who was as boomer as they get, he was a hippie in the 60s. The reason he wore those ugly ass clothes and listened to blood, sweat, and tears is because he thought by doing so he was changing the world. He was making an impact. Dirty hippie. Hey, Dad. Um, that's why you do it. That's what all 22-year-olds want to do. We want to make an impact. And we over-indexed on this idea. It's as if we had finally started to survey candidates and sur survey talent and said, turns out that they all want to make an impact. Oh, goodness. We have to you know, invest employer brands that are all focused on making an impact. And no one had a lot of longitudinal data that says, yeah, it turns out at 22, they all want to make a, an impact. So you got to kind of under-index on that. you got to pull that data out and say, okay, beyond making an impact, i.e. what all 22-year-olds want to do. What do they want? What are they motivated by? What are they driven by? What is the data telling us about who these people are and what they want out of a job? That is where we should have gone, but we didn't. We, we, we overreacted on that first idea of they want to make an impact. And that's really trickled down. It's really kind of gotten its claws in a lot of people's heads that, hey, people want, and I've worked with other companies that, you know, they have variations on the theme. They call it make your mark or, you know, they have all these other ideas that this is why you have it. And there's an interesting point of uh, uh, someone said, uh, actually, it's Jason Kipps. So, hey, Jason, if you listen, how you doing? Um, he said that he has a sense that if you, if, if you tell him what your EVP architecture is, he can tell you how mature your employer brand is or how long you've been doing employer branding. He says, because ultimately when you first start to get into employer brand, you end up talking about yourself. You end up talking about diversity and you end up talking about uh, how great an organization is and your strong leadership and your strong culture. It's me, 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 me. What you offer is me, and that seems strange. And he goes, one of those things that is what a relatively new to the concept of employer branding idea is, is making an impact. Is because no one looks around and looks at their competitive set. They say, why do I work here? It's because I get to make an impact. The trick is, of course, that very few people have any kind of frame of reference beyond two or three jobs. Most of us have only worked for a handful of jobs. So consequently, we only know that this is the place that makes an impact relative to two other random companies. Now, statistically, there's a good shot that you're making an impact because modern companies, and the more they've been around, they want you to make an impact because that's how they measure value. Anyway, and I think that's a valid point, that the idea that it's semi-immature or at least kind of nascent employer brands are very focused on me and they're very focused on what I do and what I care about as a business and organization. And they don't have that kind of sense of what the rest of the competitive set is looking at. And one of the things they talk about is making an impact. So what happens is if you understand that making an impact is simply, it can't be a pillar in your EVP that you can lean on. Not really, really well, okay? I'm going to go ahead and table concepts like SpaceX. Um, you know, there are, they have a mission and a purpose, which is not quite the same as impact, but it's not not quite the same as making an impact. If, you're, if your mission in life is to get to Mars, you're making an impact in a different way, and I think you have a very different kind of call to action. I think you, I think there's a, an opportunity or argument at least to be made that a company like that can kind of lean on a making an impact pillar of some sort. How they dress it up, how they project it and portray it, that's of course is a different conversation. But for the most part, companies need to let this concept of, we're here to make an impact, we've got to let that go. 
candidates have seen it so many times that they've become completely inured to it. They've completely, it's turned into wallpaper. They don't even notice it anymore. It's become the furniture in the house and they don't even notice. Um, they don't notice the stain on the, in the, on the carpet anymore. They just, they've lived with it so long, they just stick a looking at it. They don't even notice it. They make a little blind spot for it. So when companies come out and say, join us and make an impact, it makes no impact on the candidate, ironically enough. So if you're trying to attract some attention, if you're trying to connect some dots, if you're trying to get people excited about it, and you think you have something special about making an impact, you've got to really dig deep in understanding what kind of impact you're making. Because truly, if you can't say that you make an impact, then your business shouldn't exist. And that's the problem with making an impact. It becomes kind of table stakes. Right? Even the post office is making a weird kind of impact. You, you join it because you want to help people connect each other in a way that Facebook wants to say it can do. Um, you want to serve your organization. You want to serve your community. You want to help make sure people get the information they need, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody wants to make some kind of impact. You want to be the person who hands the love letters and the Christmas cards and the birthday packages and the care packages from far, far away. That's you know, that's the impact you're making in your, on your, your community, on your, or your customers. Even the post office wants to make an impact. So if even the post office wants to make an impact, it is table stakes. It's simply what businesses do. So you can't build a name on it. You can't build a reputation on it. You can't build a brand on it. However, you can't completely ignore it, right? We talk about cars a lot and just because it's an easy thing that I think everybody understands. You can't, you know, you see lots of cars and some cars are focused on how incredibly fast they are, how incredibly cool they are, sexy they are, how well performance they are, how reliable they are. Um, you know, at no point do they say, we've got four wheels. Buy the Ford four-wheel car, or what, the Toyota four-wheel car. Um, it's, it's table stakes. But you see things like it has four wheels. It does move when I, you press a pedal. It is powered by something other than Fred Flintstone's feet. Um, you, you see it. You can see that it is, it, it is a car. So what you add on top of it is the, it's the sexy car, it's the high performance car, it's the reliable car, it's the cheap car, it's the, the value car, whatever the message on top of it is. But you have to start with, hey, it is a car and it has four wheels. It's got a steering wheel probably, it's got a windshield probably, it's got an engine of some sort of a couple different flavors. Uh, it will pass your highway inspection tests, etc., etc. Table sticks. When you're selling a car, if you can't do those things, you have to talk about something else. You can't talk about value and speed and sexiness. Employer brands the same way. You have to kind of give a head nod to this idea of this is the kind of impact you'll be making, but it can't be the underpinning of your entire brand. Here's the good news. If for those of you who are in that 35 to 55% of companies who leverage make an impact, you can still talk about employer brand. It should be something that shows up as a talking point somewhere in your career site or maybe in your job posting. Just kind of give it a head nod to say, yep, that's a thing we do and care about, but here's how we are different. If you understand that every company thinks they're trying to make an impact and we are no different from those companies in that we are trying to make an impact, we're trying to make an impact. And the good news is there are a lot of other things you can be talking about. A lot of other things. You really can focus on growth. You can really focus on the flavor of growth, the flavor of development, the flavor of future potential, the flavor of satisfaction. If you have to lean on culture, I, I have at some point I'm going to have to make a whole other podcast about culture because that makes me crazy. Um, but if you're going to lean on culture, you've got to find a way to talk about it that, again, like impact, 
The same way that here's the, the summation of why culture makes me crazy. Put any three people in a room, you've got a culture. Good, bad, or ugly doesn't matter. It's it's there. So to say that you've got a strong culture, what does that mean exactly? What are you trying to tell me? Are you saying that you're all a bunch of sharks or a bunch of sheep? You're all teen. You're all gung ho for each other, or it's all every man for woman for themselves, and they can kind of figure it out. Lots of opportunity or lots of collaboration. What do you mean by culture? How does culture manifest itself? What do I point to when I say, ah, that is a symptom or a symbol of their culture? Got it. There end of that lesson. Coming back to impact. So if you've got those table stakes, if you have to say, yeah, okay, we have an impact, you have to start looking for and pulling against the thread to say, what else can we be talking about? If we remove the impact pillar from our EVP, where do we go from here? And that's where looking at your competitive set really gives you an opportunity to say, ah, where's the blue ocean? Where are the spaces that we can talk about that other people don't talk about? Back to the cars. Volvo nailed safety because nobody else was talking about it. Remember, we went through the 60s and 70s where somebody had to kind of rail against the idea of, you gotta have seatbelts, man. <laughs> I mean, there was a campaign to put seatbelts in cars. People were desperately, you, you got, illegally, you gotta put a seatbelt on a car. That's, it's a death trap otherwise. So the concept of safety was still relatively new, and there was a lot of open space to talk about it. Right? And that's where Volvo kind of planted its flag. For better or for worse, I'm just saying it's a strategy. I'm not saying you have to apply a Volvo strategy here. But if you understand that everybody's talking about impact, where do you go beyond impact? Is it about the people? Okay, well, that's problematic because what if those people leave? Is it about the culture? Well, every time you add a person or leave, remove a person, you change the culture. So you can't like, how, how can you talk about that strongly? Is it about the purpose? Is it about the mission? Is it about the leadership? Is it about the uh, policies and structure? Is it about the ethics? Is it about the prestige? There's so many different things you could be talking about beyond impact. And that's what I'd like to leave you with. When I say that you need to stop talking about making an impact, I mean pulling it out from a pillar, not because you're bad, but because everybody talks about it. But the opportunity is you can find that other thing you can talk about that truly differentiates you from your competitors, from the other companies in the industry, from the other people that you're pulling talent from, all those other people. That's the opportunity is when you say make an impact, you're, it's, it's filler. It's filler space. And that's, that's not doing any good. You just, you're saying puppies are cute and the sky is blue. Yeah, we know that. You're here to make an impact. Got it. Um, and all, <laughs> There's also the added wrinkle, and, and this is hilarious when you get like a CEO or a C-suite person to come down and do that talking head video when they talk about, we're here to make an impact. And you just want to say, when you as the highly paid, highly compensated golden parachute leader of this organization talk about impact, and the risks you take to make an impact, you're not talking the same language as the frontline staff uh, in the risk they have to take and the way they make an impact. And so just bringing certain people in to talk about under impact totally undercuts your ability to talk about that message at all. So even it's a pretty weak pillar to stand on. So if you're going to, you can't do that. You've got to find people who really can talk about it uh, at a blood and guts level, at the, at the, at the, at the you know, the base level, the, the, the boots on the ground, worm's eye view level. What does it mean for frontline staff? What does it mean for experienced professionals? What does it mean for middle management? What does it mean for them to make? And there's a great one, right? There's an organ, there's a, a group of people who are 
tasked with making the most impact, but usually are stuck between systems. Middle management are both beholden and desperate for their, their, their people to do good work, and they're getting beat down from leadership from above making more demands. And so how do they make an impact? That's, an, that's a, a group of people who are rarely talked about or talked to about the concept of impact. They're usually there to kind of maintain the peace or kind of keep the machine going or f- keep feeding the beast, not about how does a middle manager make an impact. That'd be a, that'd be an interesting story. That's a, a way of kind of pulling out something interesting in this concept of making an impact. Okay, so to sum up as if that could be done today, um, you got to let go of this making an impact. You can talk about it a little bit, but you can't make it a structural component of your EVP or your pillars. It's just too weak. Too many companies focus on it. Too many companies over-index on it. Too many companies talk about it to the point where it's become wallpaper and you got to do something out. The nice thing about an employer brand is if you're going to make the investment in it, if you're going to decide to commit to this, you have amazing opportunity to tell a compelling story about who you are. If your story starts with, it was a dark and stormy night, you are trying to shortcut the work it takes to do a good employer brand. You're trying to ride on somebody else's coattails, but it becomes very, very clear that you're kind of BSing people. You're kind of trying to pull the wool over people's eyes in terms of just saying, hey, what makes you unique? Well, I'm going to start by telling the same story everybody tells. Uh, It doesn't quite work, does it? So if you're going to focus on your employer brand, really question, really push against back against that idea of making impact. Yes, you can talk to it. Yes, it can be part of your vernacular lexicon. Yes, it can show up in places, but it really shouldn't be part of your pillars. And that's a good thing because it gives you a chance to find something where you can be different, where you can tell a more interesting and truly authentic and compelling story. Thanks so much for listening as always. Uh, See you next week. If you have an idea for a podcast, let me know. You can find me online all sorts of different places. Otherwise, uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. This has been an episode of the Talent Cast, part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. If you'd like to get in touch with me, a couple of ways to do that. Obviously, there's Twitter, at The War for Talent. You can go to the podcast website at thetalentcast.com. If you'd like to stay up to date on the news of this industry and what's going on, just go to employerbrand.news and sign up for the email newsletter with lots of news and links to other places. If you just want to connect with me on LinkedIn and just say hello or let's just talk, that's linkedin.com slash in slash the war for talent. Or I bet if you just search for James Ellis, I'd pop up pretty quick. Otherwise, if you have any questions, concerns, considerations, ideas for podcasts, holler at me, let me know what's going on. Thank you if you've shared it. Please share if you haven't. Rate us, review us. I love all that stuff. It really does help kind of keep the message going and get the message out there. Thanks again, and uh, we'll see you next week. Welcome, change agents, to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit, fuel your purpose, and connect us all. We believe in the incredible power of the human spirit, its boundless resilience, and the inspiration it brings to our lives. On the Driving Change podcast, we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth. Our mission? That through these stories, we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world. So get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure. You can find the Driving Change Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts.